I'm sorry I was out this morning. I didn't expect this. <laughs> but uh, God is doing something in our midst at this very moment. There's a power flowing through our gathering. And that's the Holy Spirit. God is ministering to us in a fresh new way. Not because of any date, new year, anything like that. But because of his love for you and me. He loves his people so much. And his son Jesus paid that cross for us. Uh, paid that penalty for us on the cross. Sacrificial. The giving of his son. And the scripture I want to share this morning, which ties in very much what has been spoken this morning, is from James 1. There's so much in the book of James, five, five books if you like, uh, chapters, but when you get into it and start to study it, you realise how much is in that even one sentence, one short word. And it begins like this. James, a bondservant of God and of the Lord Jesus Christ. And Helen alluded to that this morning. What is a bondservant? He's a slave. He's a prisoner. A prisoner of the Lord Jesus Christ. And we are prisoners of the Lord Jesus Christ. We're bound together can I say chains, the chains of love, the chains of fellowship, the chains of being together as one. And God is so gracious. He's looked at each and every one of us this morning. And I love looking around. As you probably realised over the last few months, I look and turn back and sense there's someone in need. Someone's missing out on something in the service. And then I'll get up and go and pray for them and minister to them that way. But that's the prompting of God through the Holy Spirit. He wants his people to be joined together yes. with chains of love. Yes. That cannot be broken. Amen? Amen. Cannot be broken, Hallelujah. says the Lord. We can choose to break it. We can choose to step out of fellowship. But when we do, where are we? Lost. Lost. Going back to the old stuff. Going back to the things we used to do. And I learned that through my sport. I was a pretty good footballer, swimmer, tennis player, pretty well everything I took up. I loved my sport. But at the age of, I think it was 24, looking back on it all, I didn't know my brother and his wife had been praying for me. And something was losing its flavour. Football was not the same. Swimming was not the same. Because God was working on me personally to come to him and give up the former things and step into the new life he has, you know, for each and every one of us. And that was a pivotal moment in my life. 
and I didn't mention my wife Gwen. I think she'd been playing for me too. <laughs> I married, we married pretty young, but we were joined together by God, and that's another story in, in that. But James, he says, he's a prisoner of the Lord mm. and of God. And when you're a prisoner, as Paul was, he was in prison. But what did he do? He didn't give up. He worshipped the Lord. And this is what the scripture says. James says, greetings. And he says his amazing word. Now the world doesn't understand it, but he says, my brothers, count it all joy when you fall into various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience. Mm. Let patience have its perfect work, that you may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. If any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask of God, who gives to all liberally and without reproach, and it will be given to him. But let him ask in faith, with no doubting, for he who doubts is like a wave of the sea, driven and tossed by the wind. For let not that man suppose that he will receive anything from the Lord. He is a double-blinded man, unstable in all his ways. My brethren, my brothers, my sisters, count it all joy. <laughs> Counting is a legal term. I researched all that. But it's a legal term as well as various other meanings. But in that... You estimate, you think about it, and come to a conclusion and say, yes, I will count it all joy. Not some joy. <laughs> I'm not good at that. I admit that. You know, going through those trials and testings we all go through and really test you out. I remember with Gwen's... Um, illness, she suffered five years I think it was, of us going as a couple through what she was experiencing and I got to the stage and I'll tell you now, I was ready to give up, do myself in but the Lord stepped in mm. amazing isn't it mm. at that point when I'm ready to pull out and say Lord, yeah. I've had enough and I had plans to go different places and, you know, do myself in, as we say. But the Lord stepped in and resurrected me and resurrected us and resurrected our marriage, a unity as one couple. Amen. And it's a beautiful thing. It's at that point when you say, I don't know, Lord, I give up that he steps in and then you allow him to do what he intends to do because he loves each and every one of us personally he loves each and every one of you personally Amen Amen and you know what when you do that 
there comes a joy. And there's always a good outcome, a good result. Have you giving up? Let the Lord, as we heard this morning again, let the Lord you lead you. Let the Lord lead you and follow his ways and submit to the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords. And the beautiful thing is, Scripture tells us clearly, he's coming again. Amen. Amen. Yes. I don't, in my mind, try and fathom that out. Because you think, how can I see him in the clouds when every other Christian will see him as well? That's a supernatural thing that's going to occur. But the times are right. We're seeing it here in our gathering, in our congregation. People are getting a zeal for God. A newfound desire to see the Lord do the things He wants to do. And ignore those temptations. You know, I had many temptations. I'm not perfect by any means. But I'm still being worked on by the Holy Spirit. I remember about three weeks ago, I was tempted to do something. And I was thinking, hmm, okay. It'll feel nice, it'll be good. You know, go and do that. But I gave up. I said, Lord, I know you don't want me to be doing those things, but you do it, Father. And he stepped in that way too. And a good result came out of it all. Amen, amen. So when we give it over to him, we also lose those desires and passions of the world, of the carnal nature. And you, you can all think of things probably you have struggled with over many years. And when you give them to the Lord, from a personal viewpoint, I can say, he is a good God and he is a faithful God. My mother told me about three years before she passed away, I'd go and visit her regularly in Ballarat and she said, son, I've been praying for you and I didn't know that at the time. So there's a mother praying for her son. And we were able to start sharing about the goodness of God, the love of God uh, that we experience as, as mother and son and also, you know, my wife and I. So God is faithful. Paul speaks about, about running the race. Back in 1993, that's part of my personal password too. <laughs> but back in 1993, I ran the Melbourne Marathon. I was a pretty fit guy. <coughs> I don't know how old I was, say, let's say 44, something like that. And I got to the stage at the 30 kilometre mark. People were saying, that's when it starts, son. That's when it starts, Roger. The pain will set in. And you'll have that desire to give up, or you make that mental decision, five k's out, to finish the race. And I did. Mm. <laughs> You know what got me going? Chapman in the T-shirt, you'd like this, Stuart. He ran past me, pretty well, you know, going at his pace, flat out, an old chap, and uh, 
on the back of his T-shirt that said, even over 70s can do this. <laughs> and that stimulated me, got me going again. So I finished the, the race, um, crossing the finishing line and uh, probably flopping down and getting a drink or something. But it taught me that simple thing. It was a hard thing to do, but just a simple thing in that sense. Run the race, persist, don't give up. Don't give up. When you're going through those tough times, they're a testing time. And God wants that to be. That's his purpose for each and every one of us. And we all go through trials and testings, temptations. And if we take this opposite viewpoint to what the world takes, yes, you go through it, but you come out patient, more patient, it builds in you, all that, resilience, strength, persistence, to do the things God calls you into. I'm sensing here, this morning, there's people here this morning who have been going through tough times, particularly through the time of COVID. And when the service is finished, Gwen and I and others would dearly love to pray for you. Not as something, you know, um, high in the sky sort of thing, but it's a desire of our heart to minister the healing power of God through the Holy Spirit to those hurting people. Um, I was at Muffin Break in Ballarat the other day with Gwen having a coffee and all that. And before we received it, we were waiting at the counter. We know the owner quite well because we regularly go there. And I think even prayed for him. But Gwen spoke with this lady and she said, I'm suffering from... Asthma. Yeah, asthma. And I thought about that. Oh. I was prompted to pray for her. You know what she said? I'm a pagan. But I respect, I respect others' religion and all that. And the thought went through my mind, don't do it. I did it. And I don't know the result, but she was blessed. See, the Holy Spirit was prompting. Is a place like that. I believe that's where we're going to be doing a lot of that. Ministering to people in need, down and outers, a lot of them, um, and bringing the love of Jesus Christ, bringing the healing power of Jesus Christ to them, seeing miracles happen. I'm looking forward to the day when I can pray for a dead person <laughs> and see the dead person rise. Now, I'm not going to put a timetable on it, but we're called to do that. Raise the dead, cleanse the lepers and all that, just as Jesus did. So my brothers, brethren, my brothers and sisters, count it all joy, all joy, when you go through these trials and testings. God is a good God. We say he's faithful. He's a faithful God. He's a gracious God. Amen? And it says too, let patience have its perfect work. Okay? It's a work. I know that. 
Probably we all know that. Is that something with men, Stuart? We've got to be learning more patience? Oh, no, no. No. <laughs> just, a, just, just, just a little bit. Just a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like a fish. Oh, dear. There's times I know I get, you know, probably angry or whatever, trying to get something done or, you know, someone's annoying me. But I'm learning, learning like a child to have more patience, to grow into that, to um, see that at working at all times in my life. Some people just, um, oh, hit the button, don't they? Hit the button. But, um, yeah, we're learning and... Uh, God will let that mature as we walk in that, in those situations. Now, there's much more I could say, but basically the message this morning has been spoken through those scriptures which were shared through Helen, through Stuart, uh, unknowingly. And God is at work in our midst. The Holy Spirit is here this morning. I'm still sensing a real power. Real power. Now, if you're in need, don't put it off. If you would like prayer, please come and receive it. Because we've seen miracles and seen miracles happen. Something that the world doesn't understand. (laughs) It's amazing, isn't it? I probably, 10, 15 years ago, would never have said that. Would never have said it. But when you see the hand of God working in that miraculous way, changing the lives of people and changing a bloke who was mad on sport, bound up in worshipping that as his God, you know there is one true God. One true God. And that's the Lord Jesus Christ. God the Father. God the Son. God the Holy Spirit. Know that the testing of your faith works patience and produces patience. That's the result of the testing of your faith. And don't forget, ask the Lord if you lack wisdom. Okay? I remember when was it earlier in the year? I try to fix my computer, a laptop, and I downloaded something and I got a real, when I gave up, <laughs> when I gave up, the Holy Spirit said, do, do this. You know what, I did it, it worked. Mm. Little things like that. Yes. Isn't God good? You know, aren't we blessed to carry the Holy Spirit? He lives in me. He lives in you. He lives in all of us. And at the all, end of all this, when we go through these trials, we receive the crown of life. The crown of life. A crown, of course, marks royalty. That's pretty good, isn't it? Kings and priests, that old song, he made us to be. I might sing it one day. Mm-hmm. And a wreath, or a garland, which was given the um, Greek Games, the Olympics, they had there, 
they got a rear, and that was a prize for the victors, but the public saw it. A bit like the gold medals received today at the, the Olympics today. And you receive this and you're approved. You're approved. Son, daughter, I approve, I approve you. I seal you now with the seal of God himself. Let's pray. Father God, we thank you so much that uh, you've been working this morning in various ways, but uh, along a similar theme, Father God. And Father, you're speaking very clearly to us all this morning. And Lord, as you speak, give us ears to listen and hearts to hear. And Lord, as Aaron said those many, many years ago, I'll say this too as a blessing. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Amen. Thanks for listening to this podcast by Wattle City Church. If you Google Wattle City Church, you'll find us on Anchor, Spotify, Facebook, YouTube, and a whole bunch of other platforms. Feel free to listen. We pray that you'll be encouraged by this message and by other messages that you listen to. We praise God and we pray blessings upon you. In Jesus' name, amen.